Are you ready, Weaver? What's in the box? I don't know if it's the cowbell or it might be the song. I think the song. Ah, it's all there. It's all there. The song kind of just lets anything in. It's probably a different instrument. When it goes da 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 da, it always feels like it's in, but then it falls off. I don't know. I'm still gonna fucking Barry Horowitz there, though. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm doing it all right. You can have it. Thank you. Because there's no cue, Richard. There's no. There's no uh, click in. There's no four count. Right. I'm just hitting it and letting it go. It's like rolling the dice. The four count that I'm always right on point with. It's like what's in the box <laughs> since '94. Nothing. Um. Uh. Our friend Mike sent me a video of. Because uh, we were talking about Lars last time, yeah, and he sent me a video from YouTube about uh, and it's uh, like Lars shit in it just bed. Lars <laughs> shit in the bed over and over and over. <clears throat> and there's so many times I should actually link it. I'll, I'll link it onto this episode. But there's so many times that they're playing in a giant fucking you know Metallica. They play in front Arena. of a yeah. sea of human beings, and uh, and they'll be playing, and then all of a sudden Lars will just do like go off into some universe that it doesn't even exist as far as timing and drum beats Why go. They keep them, and then and then fucking uh, and then James like Hetfield will like look up every time he like looks up at him and like shakes his head and shit. There's one there's one on thing on there from when they're they're really young. You could tell. I think this was even. Um, when what's his before the bus crash when what's his name died burton yeah uh and um and they're playing and lars just fucks everything up and and hetfield fucking spits on him yeah he he like hocks a loogie and spits on his shit here's my here's my theory and it's funny that you brought that up is that at first i was thinking if lars is such a and i don't want to call him a bad drummer because he's not a bad he's obviously he's in metallica He's not a bad drummer. He could hold his own. You know, he's probably better than most drummers that we know. But there's not the precision there. He's not a good enough drummer to be in Metallica. I guess is is the way to describe it. And I was wondering to myself if he was if he's that bad. Why is he making? Uh, why does he go out of his way to be like the dude? You know, like like most bands that you listen to, you for, unless you're really into the band or you're a drummer. You don't know the drummer. The drummer is always the last person to be known yeah, for the yeah. most part, you know. But Lars is might be the biggest person in Metal. You know, like it, I don't, I don't know how that works. But if you were to, if you were to go around, like say, uh, fucking, um, what's that show called? Family Feud style, and interview a hundred people just on the street and say, name one person in Metallica. I think that the number one person might be Lars Ulrich. Really? Well, because he's he's always in front and making himself such a big spectacle and acting like an idiot. And well, he like has like the complex. Yeah, yeah. Like he'll stand up and like wave at the crowd. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Is I was wondering why he makes himself out that way. Besi- if he sucks. If he sucks so bad. Um, and then, I, but then I was thinking, and that's the the point that you made. Uh, and I was like, that's actually pretty genius. Because he probably early on thought that and then wanted to make himself like an indispensable entity in this band. So, you know, he became Lars and, and, you know, you can't get rid of Lars. Like, even though he really can't play that way, you can't get rid of him because he's part, you know, he's a big part of this band kind of deal. Now you caught on to my fucking scheme. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just, I don't know. For some reason, I can't play in a band without you. So you're good forever. (laughs) If if we ever do start playing again, Uh even though we said we were going to and we didn't or whatever. Uh, still time. 
Cool, we did the first four minutes on Lars again. <laughs> Fucking Lars. Every show, Lars, we're just going to open up talking about Lars and Metallica. Lars is taking up our time. <laughs> well, uh, I put my investigation cap back on. Again? Yeah. Three for three? Again, it wasn't much of an investigation. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You know, we haven't been using the sound effects very I often. I love right? the clap. We can clap for everything. <laughs> Yeah, this one deserves that that sound. Okay, so we're going deep. We're going right into an RTG Investigates. Mm-hmm. Or are we going right into uh, Inside the Mind of RTG? A little bit of both. Well, this one is. This has, doesn't have any of my own uh, ideas. Or is this an RTG top ten? You've selected RTGs. Man, that computer sounds like it could fuck real well. (laughs) Files downloaded. Oh my god, I saw something on robot fuckers. On robot fuckers? Yeah, uh, scientists are. You know, they're they're in the process of building robots that you could fuck, and we've talked about it before. Oh yeah. But scientists are afraid. And by they, you mean just fucking uh, recluse Japanese people in their mom's basements. Yeah. Yeah. But um, scientists are afraid that they're making these robots that fuck so well that <laughs> <laughs> that it's going to, you know, people, because they'll never say no, because they can have them at any time of the day. What is that noise? I don't know. It's going to... Uh, it's going to ruin society. Was that a robot fucking? <laughs> I wish. It's going to ruin society because people are never going to like get anything done, never going to leave their house because they're constantly going to be fucking bots. Yeah. I, I, you don't watch Rick and Morty, right? No. Nah. There's an episode of Rick and Morty where uh, where the little kid, um, Morty, gets a, gets a fucking a, a fuck robot, basically. And uh, it, it, and it's it's literally that like the family sitting around the table and they're going like we haven't seen Morty in a while and then at, at one point he just runs downstairs and he's like filled with sweat and he runs into the fridge and like chugs a thing of orange juice and wipes off his thing and then runs back upstairs <laughs> chugging orange juice I know again. it's kind of weird but uh, but uh, or it might have been something Get the else Tom's ready but but yeah that's exactly what it, look we, we were we are both men. We were both 14, 15, 16, 18, 25 at one point. If you had a fully functional, if you had something that felt like a real woman, uh, you know, in all the aspects and, and was going to, would, would give you the same sexual pleasure as a woman would, I know myself, I would have never, I wouldn't, it's, that if you want to end civilization, that's all you have to do. That's what they're saying. If the aliens want to come here and and take us over, they don't need to blow up the White House and all the shit like you see in the movies. All they need to do is make a realistic robot woman that feels like a woman, seems like a woman, is hot as shit. You can model her after whatever fucking hot actress. So you can make her the Scar Joe like that one weirdo did or something Kelly like LeBrock. that. Kelly LeBrock. Whatever. <laughs> she could be fucking uh, an Amber Alert Thiessen. Whatever, Ooh. yeah, right, okay. and then and then give that to the youth of America, or I'm, I'd even say even further, I would probably take one right now, and they would just never I'd give it a whirl, and they just would, but they just wouldn't <laughs> stop fucking it. They just I wouldn't know. stop fucking it. Yeah, imagine being like 13 and getting a fucking Kelly Kapowski bot. Yeah, right. You wouldn't do your homework, right? 
Now, I, I know what you're thinking at home, and, and you're probably thinking too, is, well, yeah, Dev, I understand that, but you also want the companionship of a woman. You want an intellectual conversation. You want to come home from a hard day's work and talk uh, to, to your, your significant other about what happened. You want to go through good times and bad times with them and all that stuff. And no, that's completely wrong. All yeah, you want to do is just fuck a robot completely, 100% of the time. All of us are just savages. And you can't get it pregnant. These, uh, these, no the, can. Right, exactly. These other things that come up, now they're great. I love no the, STDs. I love right. Very good. The STDs really, really exist though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably nowadays. I feel like I should have got one sooner or later. But uh, but anyway, now I'm gonna get emails and be like, I work in STDs. They <laughs> yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah. No, I know STDs exist. I was just as a white privileged male. It's something that I've, for some way or another, have been able to fucking uh, supersede or supersede. Does that make sense? To slalom. To get around. Yeah, <laughs> to slalom around. Yeah, let's say slalom. Every time I fucking, those are the flags. I'm like, gonorrhea? Right. Uh, fucking, what's another one? Syphilis. Syphilis left. <laughs> well, that's more 1800s. Whatever, dude. I actually heard of someone getting syphilis not too long ago. I was like, what did they get? A time machine and go back to fucking the colonial era? Because I never heard of it. I thought that was like an old, I thought that was like smallpox. I think it exists, but you you just, it's so easily treatable now. Yeah, it's like penicillin know? treatable. But that, syphilis is some shit. That's why fucking Van Gogh cut his ear off. Yeah, you go crazy. Like, yeah, that, that shit eats yeah. your brain out from the inside. Yeah, it's fucked up. There's been times in my life where I thought I had syphilis. Really? Yeah. Like Actually, you know what? Oh, I watched videos of fucking things and tonsils coming out. No, Yo, cryptic there's, disease. There's some that are huge, huge balls coming out. What do you out. mean? How big? Like, like compared to something. Like those balls you get at the fucking 25 cent machine. What? Like the ones that have the football helmets? <laughs> huge. Oh, like the super bouncy, the bouncy balls? Bouncy balls. Oh my God. Huge. How is that possible? That would be like, a, that would be like co- coughing up a tumor. I guess that's what it is because they're fucking huge. Oh, I don't want to think about Disgusting. it. Disgusting. Imagine to uh, smell that. Imagine you were to cut that open and <laughs> smell the core, the, the fucking are, milky, smelly core of those that. Those are probably like those Russian things. You cut that open, there's a smaller one. You cut that open, there's a small <laughs> And each one is more stinky than the next. The smallest one's the stinkiest. <laughs> you know, I woke up the, the other morning um, after a night of drinking and uh, and I knew I just could tell that I have bad bre- I had bad breath. I could just taste it, you know, and uh, I got a little whiff of, I guess, from me all night, this like fucking mouth breathing like <sighs> when I was all drunk into my, my mustache and I got a whiff of it, had a little fucking white bally smell to it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there might be maybe, some cryptic down maybe there. Maybe it's the booze is crypting you out. I, I feel like sooner or later there's a cryptic, well, at least one cryptic's going to pop up. Get the toothbrush out. Give it a little push. No, I can't. I bet I, you there's a couple in there. I can't do it. I, I can't fucking do, do it. it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Ew, what are you, that freak that wants to pop pimples? I, I, I watched that. It, oh, out. there was something. Okay, what were you doing last a night? A guy on his face, that sh- uh, his girlfriend cut it open, and it looked like fucking like crinkle paper came out of his face. What? Lots of it. What? Please explain. Like, he had a cyst on his face, and his girlfriend cut it open. And what it lo- kind of cyst? Like a, it looked like a giant zit on his cheek. Okay. But it was so big and painful that he's like, just cut it open, baby. So she got gloves and a razor blade cut it open and it looked like an accordion came out of his face what was in it pus it was pus but it was like heavy hard crinkled up pus oh disgusting was it yellow or white it was white why am i asking these questions i don't even want to know i'm gonna throw up there was juice there was blood and there was like a hard off it looked like it looked like 
wet newspaper <laughs> coming out of his face in an accordion fashion. Why were you watching this? I don't know. I'm really not that into it, but th- I was interested because it was huge. I can't do it. It was one of those like it was one of I'm those, getting that mouth watering shit now where I feel like I'm gonna. Throw it was up. one of those clickbait things because it was like at a minute thirty. Wait till you see what comes out of his face, and I was like, oh, maybe it's like a fucking like Japanese earwig or something, <laughs> and it was just fucking crinkled newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, as I get older. I think I'm getting more and more grossed out by bodily functions. Yeah, like, too. I'm getting less tolerant to them. I'm getting queasier. As a matter of fact, not too long ago, I was, I was uh, enjoying a, a pornographic video. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was watching it, and it ended in the way that most pornographic videos ended. And I even thought to myself... With the girl oh, getting donkey punched? No, <laughs> there's no donkey punch. <laughs> but there was a emission of certain fluids on a certain part of a woman's body. Yeah. It's the way that uh, pornography normally ends. And um, and not that I've ever been like, that's my favorite part. Like, I don't ever care about the the, the money shot, as they say. It's, it doesn't really do anything for me. I don't care, you know. But, but I, I had seen it all the way to the end, and it happened. And I thought to myself, that's kind of gross. <laughs> like, why? Like, if you... Semen... It's kind of gross, yeah. you know? I've never thought of that before, I guess, as like a young, virile man who just wanted to spray my semen all over the world. But now that I'm getting a little bit older, and and I don't... And, and sometimes it's like goopy, and it like will, it'll like drip, and, oh, yeah. and, uh, and it's viscous, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was like the first time ever that I saw it, and I was like, mm, that's kind of gross. Mm-hmm. I kind of had the same feeling of if someone was to pop a pimple with some pus or... <laughs> and throw it on a girl's face. <laughs> yeah, or have a cryptic disease. Or... That's going to be your new thing? <laughs> throw a cryptic <laughs> on her cheek? It's over, Smell baby. that, baby. Yeah. You've always had a problem with that shit, though, because I remember we were mad young, and I was explaining a, bo- a blowjob to your little brother, and you got all mad, and you were like, suck a penis? That's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was probably because you were explaining it to my little brother. Yeah, I guess. He's five years younger than me. So <laughs> how old was I? We were like 12. <laughs> yeah, so the kid was seven, and you're the savage just sitting there going, now, Dean, this is what happens. Yeah, are you kidding me, though? Dean was getting BJs from, like, old ladies behind Quick Check. <laughs> that lady in white that sits at Quick Check was blowing Dean back in the early 90s. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about that bitch? You know that bitch? No, I don't. Here's the deal. For anybody in the Monmouth County area, specifically the Hazlitt area. There's a friend area, of mine that gives her $20 bills like on the weekly. Why? For head? He feels bad for her. It's a girl. feels bad. Well, you know you know what the thing is with her. Is she homeless? She, she apparently, now this is, all, this is all secondhand information. La-da-da-da-dee, la-da-da-da-da. <laughs> She's homeless. <laughs> well, okay, first let's set up. In this, boy. In this, is that Fallout Boy? <laughs> no, but I'll, that's what I was insinuating that they're going to do. La-da-da-da-da-da. She's homeless. Um, there's in this area that we're in, Monmouth County, New Jersey, in the town of Hazlitt, there's a woman who walks around uh, almost all the time. Always oh, doused in white. Always wearing completely white, whether it's a white dress or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and always has like kind of a roller suitcase with her. Yeah, uh, and um, and she just sits outside of various establishments. She'll sit outside of the Quick Check. She'll sit outside of the Taco Bell. She'll sit outside of the Best Buy, whatever it may be, and just sits there. And uh, and and you'll see her walking all the time. And so she's come to be known as the lady in white. Yeah. I believe there's even a like a Facebook page about her that people there made. Is. Yeah. 
and uh, because people will like take pictures of her when they see her and put her up and you know all that shit and um, and yeah it's 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 interesting that so far away from Manhattan or even Newark or something like that that there would be somebody that's homeless but the the story goes that you know the story of the lady in white yeah okay sure. yeah the story goes that she was actually a successful uh, businesswoman uh-huh. in Manhattan. Um, and I guess she had some sort of mental break or something like that and just gave it all up and came back in this area where she has some, fa- I believe she has family that lives in this area. Uh, she even, I think I, and they it, just let her roam. Well, I, I don't think that they can control her. I, as far as I know, and I might be completely wrong. And if anybody in this area wants to set me straight or let us know more, if you know more, but from what I've been told and what I could gather is that she might even have a husband uh, and a house that she can go to, she just chooses not to, wow. and uh, and she just decides to spend her day walking around. And... She's the wanderer. Now she I've never talked to her. Yeah, she wandered around, around, she around. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, she knows every drug dealer in this damn area because she just sits at Quick Check all day long and watches it all go down. <laughs> uh, is that Quick Check is the hub? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm sure a lot of people meet up there. Mm. You're sure of that, huh? Yeah. You have no inside information on that? Nah. Um, yeah, I, I don't I it's 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 interesting every time I see her. But she's and the thing another thing is is that, you know, I'm used to seeing homeless people in, in like Jersey City or Manhattan and shit. She like see like if you were to just take her out of walking down the street with a roller suitcase or sitting outside a quick check and put her inside of a regular social situation she wouldn't seem homeless right like she doesn't her hair is not all fucked up she isn't missing teeth she's not all dirty she seems like somewhere she's going to get showered and groomed she just decides to spend her day roaming around the the uh she'll just sit on a curb somewhere just sits there i know yeah like random spots can't explain it why you know how how she doesn't work, obviously. Right. So, where, what does she? How does she shower? Where? Do, how does she buy soap? Oh, oh, that's what I'm saying. Apparently, there there is some sort of refuge for her. There's either a, a, a family that she has, as far as like aunts, uncles, mother's father, someplace. I mean, she's got to be in her 40s or 50s. Yeah. Or I've also heard, which might just be hearsay, that she has a husband. Like she had a family, maybe even with kids and stuff that are from this area. She just was some some high pressured fucking. I'm gonna guess some sort of like marketing PR woman in the city uh, was dealing with the rat race for a long time and uh, and just couldn't handle it and just had some sort of break and this is how this is her tropical island to sip martinis on and she, she's just so. sitting outside of random convenience stores in the mm-hmm. Hazlitt area i don't know and she loves the color white if i was a uh if i was more inclined or not so much of a pussy i'd try to talk to her but i i don't i don't know how where the crazy starts and ends you know that i don't well you know what i'm gonna make it a mission for the a high five to start a conversation with the lady in white Oh, that's a good idea. Can um, I'm gonna I'm gonna interview her. Do you have a like a recorder on your phone? Uh, I, I have a, like an actual like a, a journalism recorder, like a tape recorder, <laughs> yes, like your I fucking uh, Arliss and Batman. Yep, in the first Batman, actually, yeah. the only Batman that matters. Ah, fuck, Knox. <laughs> yeah, Knox. Right, <laughs> I had to call him Arliss because I couldn't think of his name. Knox. Um, whatever happened to Ar- oh, old Knoxy Arliss? <laughs> that's what it is. Christ, my Knox. <laughs> 
I love how I love how Knox gets conveniently fucking uh, no pun intended knocked into a into a uh, nice fluffy garbage pile yeah, yeah. in the middle all chaos is breaking out in gotham city people are getting killed and poisoned by the smoke and <laughs> Knox conveniently gets thrown into a fluffy garbage pile where he's he's laid out and knocked out you can't waste Knox. <laughs> <laughs> the people when you look at besides jack nicholson when you look at the cast of that movie uh maybe uh kim basinger yeah. but like when you look at the cast of that movie none of those people have any business being in a superhero movie I don't you, even know who else is in that. You movie. got like Arliss. You got fucking Billy D. Williams. <laughs> yeah, you got is fucking Harvey Dent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's Harvey Dent. Michael Keaton is Batman. Yeah. Like Tim Burton really went out of his way to get non like superhero people into a fucking <laughs> yeah, movie. Now, yeah. granted, it was one of the very first superhero movies, so I'll give him that, and I love it. Jack Nicholson is amazing in that movie. It's a great and Michael Keaton was great as Batman. And the only other role that uh you know Bob Gunn, the only other role I've ever seen that dude play was the botany teacher in How High with Method Man. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Bob? Yeah, the one that's like, ah, good work, keep up the good work. Did he walk up to Method Man and be like, You <laughs> are my number one? No, Method Man guy. did it to him. <laughs> Here's the deal. I've been watching Narcos. Um, season two's out. I've been watching it. And there, and, and there's, I, I, I always pay attention to the henchmen. And, and, uh, it's the same thing in that with Bob. Is if you're like a, if you're like a really skinny, uh, like, uh, balding dude, but decide, but decides to keep his hair a little bit long, but is still balding on the top, like, kind of dude, you could get a job as a henchman in a fucking movie. For some reason, <laughs> Hollywood, uh, just uh, associates like balding long hair with being some evil henchman. You you can never be the boss. You're never gonna have your own uh, enterprise. You're, you're never gonna be Pablo Escobar or or the Joker, Jack Napier. But you will, you could certainly be the right hand man that sooner or later is gonna get shot and killed well, in any we, fucking now movie. Now we know where Hogan's career is going. <laughs> Well, he's not. Yeah. Well. Oh, speaking of Hogan's, Hogan. Hogan's made uh fucking uh, a whole career out of himself from having a skull. Oh my god! Uh, real quick, when Hogan went to court for uh, what do you go to court for? Saying the N word while he's fucking his friend's wife. Yeah. Um, when he went to court for that, and I guess one of his questions in court was like, "What is this character Hulk Hogan? What does he stand for? What does he do?" And his answer. <laughs> was Hulk Hogan is just a real American man, a real American fighting for the rights of every man. Are you so serious? He quoted a Rick Derringer entrance <laughs> theme music in the courtroom <laughs> while wearing a do-rag. <laughs> I love that, man. I know. I fucking love him. So now that I said that, it's going to have to lead into this thing because I was so excited about this and we have to play. No, I know. Here, give me your give me your phone. I was going to use the phone. Yeah, I know. Oh, it. we can plug my yeah, phone Yeah, I can right plug in. it in. Yeah, right, hang on, let me turn it down. No, no, it's right here. Yeah, there you go. So this is something that you've worked up to, uh, to. I didn't really work on it. It's just an idea, and I think it would be pretty damn fun to play with you. Okay. All right. Now, what what what's the premise? Number one, let's the set it up. The premise is it's old WWF theme songs for wrestlers. Their entrance music. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna play their entrance music, and you have to guess what wrestler entrance music this is okay and what years we're talking about 80s we're talking late 80s early 90s okay you know the glory days yeah of the, the good days okay all right i feel like i could do this all right you ready for number one i'm ready let's do it all right here we go make sure you're on hang on this could be anybody i think it doesn't make you feel like 
What's the feel you get? From oh, this, this is. Hang on. Fuck. I got. I have it down to two. Ready for the kick in? They're all really good songs. <laughs> this is Jake the Snake Roberts. Yes. Yes. I, you know what? I had it. I had it between Jake the Snake and Rick Rude. This is good. It, it feels like Snake in the Grass. All right, I got it. All right, I'm one for one. Are yes, we? Are we are. keeping a tally here? Yeah, you're one for one. Okay. I'm not gonna play Real American. That, no, this, yeah, that's too easy. This obviously. one's easy, but let's give it to the crowd because I know they want to hear it. Ready when you are, Kimo Sabra. Oh, this is the war. Yeah. The war. Yeah. Had to play it. Hang though. on, I gotta go shake some fucking ropes real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> and this one I want to play just to hear the beginning. <laughs> oh, so now this is this isn't no, you quizzing me. This it'll get it'll get tougher. It'll get tougher. Because it's ready. Can't play the. It's tell- ready. It's ready. God. The World Wrestling Federation for over fifty years, the yeah, revolutionary force in sports entertainment. Oh yeah, of course, demolition. Oh no, Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. You lose. Fuck. I just want the name to say what a rush. Legion of Doom, though. Can it, can I at least? I'll take the L on that. But all right, ready for this one? But here's the deal. You go ahead and pause that. I just love it. Just let it play. Here's the deal: is that Legion of Doom and Demolition, like, were very, very close. To, they bit each other's shit off. Oh yeah. Who were the original? And who's this? The World Wrestling Federation. Demolition was well, they were in two different alliances. Oh yeah. Uh, Legion Doom's in WWE. And then who's this? This is Demolition. <laughs> yeah. I can picture the, the black and white footage of the house blowing uh, yeah. up. Yeah. The nuclear warfare. Now again, talk about a bunch of gentlemen who did not care about this, uh, sporting a skullet. Wrestlers did not give a fuck about being bald. They didn't try to hide it. No, they, they didn't try to take Propecia. They didn't get fucking hair graft surgery. They just said, fuck it. I'm big, look. bald, and fucking ready to rock. All right. This is kind of a toughie. You ready? Okay. Slow down, man. We have time to kill. I, <laughs> I got a lot of these. This is. Oh, did you see the picture? No. I'm not looking. World Wrestling Federation. It's going to do this every single time. We're probably getting sued somehow. Okay, hang on. Oh, Tuffy, right? Is this not the theme song to Real Genius? <laughs> Let it go. I'll get it. It's not bringing anything to mind right now. Think of Canadian accents. Don't stop. <laughs> Is this a tag team theme or a single wrestler? Uh, it was used by both. Brett the Hitman Heart. Yes. Ah. And the Heart Foundation. The Heart Foundation. Okay. Right, I got got it. it. That's. I'm going to go ahead and, even, and say uh, two I, for yeah, three I, there. Oh, yeah. You definitely got that one. All right. Ready? I got a good one for you. This one gets me amped. I'm going to turn it down and then let me know when it starts so okay. we don't have to. All right, here it comes. Now, if it's, we were a real good. podcast, we'd be editing this part it's, out. <laughs> but we're not going to, so enjoy it. All right, ready? Go ahead. Sports entertainment. Ah, it's ready. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I fucking you know? love it. No, it's, give it's me better. Give me a sec. Oh, I do know this. Bum, bum. <laughs> this, my friend, is Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, because this is when he'd be strutting and jiving at the yeah, end of the mess. Let's talk a second about Brutus Beefcake. Yes, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> it amazes me that this man didn't know his place in World Wrestling Federation or whatever. And this, he had more gimmicks than any wrestler in the history of wrestling. Guess how many gimmicks Brutus Beefcake went through? <laughs> I'm, I'm, tell me. 18 gimmicks. 18? Mm-hmm. I don't remember any besides the barber. Yeah, well, let's go through. I don't know them all, but let's go through some of the gimmicks here. He started off. Because, you know, everything revolves around him just fucking hanging on to the ass hairs of Hulk Hogan. Right. <laughs> so, at first, Hulk Hogan was Terry Boulder before he was Hulk Hogan. Right. So, Brutus Beefcake bleached his hair and he was little Eddie Boulder. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just made that up. Hell no. This all could be documented. Okay. Then after that. Wait, so, he was trying to do like a dink to to Hulk Hogan's doink? I guess so, Or yeah. is it vice versa? He was always on riding uh, the coattails of the American. Okay. The real American. Um, Fighting and, for the right of every man. <laughs> I can't believe you said it on the stand. <laughs> Rick Fighting for the right of every man, nigga. <laughs> and so, then he was like, oh, fuck. So where did he go from Eddie Boulder? Do you I, know who's... I'm sorry to interrupt you one more time. Mm-hmm. Do you know who Hogan's friend was that he fucked his wife? Valentine? No, it was Bubba the Love Sponge, that uh, radio yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. Number one, Bubba the Love Sponge getting laid. Number two, getting laid enough that he's willing to give it up to his big friend and to his fucking <laughs> to friend Terry. Terry. Yeah, Terry. Come Terrence. on, Terry, bring that skull over. Fuck <laughs> my wife. Terrence Boulder. And there may or may not be a video camera in this room if you want to say yeah. any racial epithets so I'm having sex. In that with. video, there may or may not have been a Brutus beefcake in the corner of the room. <laughs> <laughs> watching and you know what i watched that video a few times and it's really really faint like it's not loud at all because you really have to concentrate but when hulk hogan comes he whispers in her ear oh yeah brother <laughs> it's all part of the experience dude <laughs> oh here's oh, a yeah, goodie n-word you ready for this one i'm ready uh yes no wait but you didn't go it, through you didn't go through all the beefcake uh, okay all right so I, I don't know all of them so he was little eddie boulder right then uh then he went on to be the Booty Man. Really? Yeah. And I think this is where he started. Wasn't there somebody who was the Ass Man much later? Much later. But yeah. he was the Booty Man. Okay. And then I think this is where he started develop, started developing his like disgruntled uh, Chippendale <laughs> gimmick. There was a lot of homosexual activity yeah. going on with the barber. Because then he went on. From, All wrestlers, really. He but. went on from being Booty Man to just Brutus Beefcake. And then uh, he got into uh, some haircutting match with, like, Adrian Adonis or, like, Outlaw Ron Bass or someone of insignificance. Mm-hmm. So he claims that he comes backstage and Vince McMahon had, like, the fucking scissors and that blue water. And, like, <laughs> his, his whole thing set up. And he was like, congratulations, now you're the barber. And he was like, and he, so supposedly Brutus was mad and started kicking shit. Like, why am I going to be the barber? I don't want to be the barber. So according to Brutus, he like stepped it up and he made the barber thing what it was and the barber by putting on a wearing a bow tie when you don't have a shirt on. He no, the bow tie was pre-barber. Really, the only thing that made him barber was he started like shredding his clothes, I guess, for scissors, and they wanted him to come out with little scissors. But he's like, "How are people in the top row going to see my little shears?" Yeah. So he started bringing out the hedge clippers, right? <laughs> which you would never cut someone's hair with hedge clippers. That's true, you know. But he started bringing out the barber bag and stuff, and and. That's when he like adopted the sleeper hold 
and started putting people to sleep and became the barber. Wow. Then, you know, he got into his infamous parasailing accident. Right. Which fucked his face all fucked up. Fucked his face all up and became, like, partners with the Hogan. And then he started wearing a mask, right? Started wearing the mask. Yeah. And that's when he became the disciple. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. And then he became, this is my favorite one. Did the disciple he's wear like, a bow tie without like, a shirt he's on? He's like the old dirty bastard of WWF. <laughs> because check his next gimmick. He was like, you know, he became tagging partners with Hogan, I think, then when they went into WWF or whatever. And uh, he became, and like he headlined like Starcade with Hogan, like all these stupid gimmicks. Like, right. Just knowing Hogan, Brutus BK got him free. Like, you know. Yeah, sure. Guaranteed contract, brother. <laughs> I'm going to bring you through all this shit, brother. Don't yeah. worry about it. By the way, your wife's looking really good. <laughs> he became uh, Big Brother Brudai. <laughs> This had to be the end of his career, right? Oh uh, yeah, he's coming to the end here because then he became he became a uh, uh, you know heel. how you know uh, you know how that went down. It was fucking Hogan and Brutus were on a fucking boat in Florida someplace, just snapping fucking rails, and Hogan's just bugging out, and Brutus is sitting there rubbing his legs and going like, I don't know, man. I just feel <laughs> like I'm coming to the end of my thing. You know, I tried the the beefcake. I wore the mask. That didn't really work out. I mean, Starcade was cool, but I'm like really getting worried. You know, I got this mortgage and shit, and Hogan just snapped his long ass line and just looked up, and he was like... Brother Brood Eye, brother. <laughs> Big Brother Brood Eye. And then, and then Beefcake looked deep into his eyes and was like, yes, <laughs> thank you again, Hogan. And then they did that weird fucking thing where they clasp hands, uh-huh. and then they fucked each other. And then it, then it got really bad because he, uh, Hogan and Beefcake, they started, uh, you know, the, their little, they broke up. Their little relationship ended. So then he became the butcher. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh he became Was he the beefcake like was he the butcher beefcake? No, he wasn't a beefcake anymore. He was just a bad he guy. He was just a butcher? Yeah, no evening gloves, no nothing. Oh. And his thing was like his his Those his, evening gloves always you could tell that they just bought those at Party City. Like they were felt. <laughs> they weren't real. I wish you could cuz I searched everywhere for those evening gloves <laughs> when I tried to fake wrestle my, I ended up just cutting holes in socks and wearing those as my evening gloves. <laughs> you but never got this. His gimmick was uh just karate chopping his hand as if he was uh, the butcher, but like, when do butchers use axes? Because his symbol was an axe. So how is that a butcher? That's weird. But I guess in the yeah. same respect, when do barbers use hedge clippers? Exactly. So, you know. He was always confused as to what blades <laughs> did what. <laughs> but there's some like a butcher knife is a cool masculine thing that he could have used. Yeah, but now he wanted an axe. Okay, he said he was a butcher. He should have been I the think, lumberjack. Then. I think that was you know once he broke up with Hogan, that was it. You know, no more. Guaranteed contract, right? <laughs> it was over. Okay, and uh, that was it for the barber. And that was the RTG investigates. Who is the barber? <laughs> exactly. Thing. Now, whose theme is this? Okay. The World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> Vince ain't gonna hear this. Vince hears yeah. everything. <sighs> Vince hears. I think this was written by the same guy who wrote this song. There's a lot of good bass work in these songs. Yeah, they got a punch. That's why. Man, it's a cool song. I like. The I'm like. The guitar broke down to the, to the mute right there. Fuck! I'm gonna get this wrong. It's bothering me. This is like an aggressive one. Give me a hint. Can I get one hint? Uh, they broke up. They were. Oh, it's team. a tag team. Yep. Oh, this is uh, fucking the Rockers. Yeah. Yes. And I have some information for you, my friend. You know what? I was actually 
picturing uh, Shawn Michaels when that played, but I fucking... Um, I have some serious info for you. Or my main man, Marty Jannetty. I bet you you had no idea that Marty Jannetty beat HBK for the Intercontinental title. What, like yesterday? No, like in the 90s. Really? Marty Jannetty was once IC champion. What? And he beat Jannetty <laughs> for it. I mean, he beat Shawn Michaels for it. Really? Yeah. So they were trying to push Janetti back in the day? They were pushing Janetti heavy as IC champion. Even though he got kicked through the uh, plate glass window yeah. <laughs> at the barbershop? That's where it all began. I know. I Look, I'm the Janetti fan. I love Janetti. I pull for Janetti. You pull for Janetti. I love Janetti. <laughs> I feel bad for him. He's the fucking, you know, he's the Garfunkel. He's the Oats. But Garfunkel's the money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love myself some Janetti. Uh, let's see. Um, let me get you a good one here. This red wine's really hitting me. The fact that I on 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 this podcast, I just said I love myself some Janetti. <laughs> that means they're not getting drunk. I mean, it's kicking in. So enjoy it, Friday All show. Right, I'm, I'm gonna give you a couple more because this is too. No, good. yeah, go ahead, kick it. We got nothing uh, but time. This is an obvious one. I just want to listen to this for myself because it's a really really good song, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. Wild. Uh oh! Right, two seconds. Ready? I got One, it. One, two. Okay, go. Greece. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> oh, dude, Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. Let it rock. Everybody's got a price. Oh, you should see this video. Money, 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 money. Everybody's gonna pay. His laugh kills him. Cause the Million Dollar Man. Wait, what what is that? That sounds like something else. I don't know. Oh, it sounds like uh it sounds like Louis show. Louis Louis Louis. Well, that's a real song, that song. No, I know, but that's what it sounds like. It does sound like Wait, so is Ted DiBiase's name. Now, let's talk a little bit about Ted DiBiase here. Yeah. Uh, the only slave owner in the WWF. Yeah. Owned Virgil and then took uh, advantage of taking of sweet, sweet, sweet sapphire. sapphire. Yeah. Took sweet, sweet sapphire. So, and slavery lasting to the 90s in WWF. But we didn't know and it. Vince as, was okay with We it. didn't know it as children watching that, that that's what they were saying. But they literally were saying that the white man with all the money owns the black people yeah. in the WWF. Remember Virgil cleaned the dog shit off Million Dollar Man's clean ass snakeskin boot? How <laughs> fucked up is that? Like, if I was Virgil, the guy... He fought back, remember? No. Yeah, well, later on... Yeah, we, we used to think he was a mute until he fought back. <laughs> but, it, I mean, imagine imagine you're a strapping young black gentleman who broke his way into the world of professional wrestling, and then you finally get to the big level, and your boss, Vince McMahon, says, cool, glad to have you here. You're going to be that guy who walks around with a money belt <laughs> slave for fucking six years? I would have burned that place down. I would... <laughs> He was okay with it. He's like, it's better than slanging a rock. <laughs> now, Sweet Sweet Sapphire, on the other hand, she was like, yeah, get me away from this son of a son of a plumber. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Speaking of the son of a son of a plumber. Wait, you can't give them to me before you play them. But it's obvious. <laughs> yeah, I would have known this one. Yeah. Probably my favorite wrestler of all time. Dusty Rose. Sweet Sweet Sapphire. Oh, sweet, sweet Sapphire. <laughs> Yo, that is some fucking cowbell right there. That is done by the same people who do, uh... Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. P. 
people at home are probably thinking right now, damn, these A-High Five guys know a shit ton about wrestling. No, not true. Stopped watching in 1992. <laughs> we just love it. There was just a real fucking hot moment in life where we were really obsessed with wrestling. Yeah. I remember taking pictures out of wrestling magazines and, and um, scotch taping them to the back of the door of my room when I was a child. And then, like, months later, taking him down to put up Guns N' Roses pictures. <laughs> yeah, I remember I hung up a poster for his PD because my mom was afraid I was gay. <laughs> yeah, because of the bow tie of with gr- no shirt. <laughs> a 30-something-year-old man in evening gloves and ripped pants <laughs> with his ass hanging out. My mom was like, I don't know if you'd hang that up. Go back to the Freddy Krueger poster. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the, the chick the, the chick who's acting like she's a firefighter and just her suspenders yeah. are covering her nipples. Yeah, the chick that's coming out of the bathtub with suds over it that says, I love my ducky. <laughs> <laughs> and if you really want to hang up that fucking uh, pot leaf poster, just go ahead. Any- oh, and that caused a war in my face. Anything but the oily pecs with just the bow tie. <laughs> you know, wrestling was so gay, right? It was. It was so over-the-top flaming gay that it was almost as gay as the UFC. Just almost. Not nah, as gay. UFC's gay. <laughs> I know. That's 69. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's <laughs> 69. That was the joke. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to see if this dude has entrance music. Because if it is, it's got to be funny. American Dream. That's my song for the day. Let's see. See, now I'm thinking in editing purposes that I should tighten all this up, but I'm not going to do it. Smashing Pumpkins Tonight Tonight. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Ah, Slick Rick. It's not Slick, Slick Rick. Rick. <laughs> Wait. This is uh, sl- not what slick, just slick. Yeah. Oh, I I the African dream. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay, I got it. I looks like a really fat version of the badger. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Eric still listens to the show so he can get a kick out of it. Oh, he does. Well, I know his brother does, so he's gonna have to pass it along. I know there's some way, way better uh, entrance music that we're Now let's talk about Akeem the African Dream real quick. There's another racist. White gentleman who called himself the African Dream <laughs> wore a, a picture of the uh, the country of Africa on the back of his shirt and then had a black fucking manager, mm-hmm. but him himself had nothing to do with being black. The first wigger in the WWE. I right? guess. You know? I guess. And I'm bringing that word back. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know who you know who would always fucking baffle me when people wouldn't have entrance music. Like they would already be waiting in the ring, but they'd be like like the fucking Well, those are the jobbers, the Brooklyn Brawlers. No, not true. Like let's take the Brain Busters, for instance. Terry uh fucking Blanchard and mm-hmm. Arn Anderson. Two classic wrestlers. And like they were the WWF champions for a while. They were good ass wrestlers. But they were like the school before that. They you know, they were they probably were, like the the Bruno San Martino. Yeah, so they were probably just like, We don't play this shit. Like they were probably like, Look at all these fucking kids with their entrance musics. Like yeah. we're old school. We just get in the ring and fuck shit up. Yeah. You know? I always had respect for the brain busters. Yeah, no, even no. though they were just dudes. <laughs> <laughs> they now, had no gimmick. They just wore like blue fucking yeah. shorts well that's how wrestling is now like joe smith like there's no i mean maybe they have music yeah but they have music and fireworks and shit and they yeah. all have they still have characters like they still sort make of. people heels and faces right yeah. yeah yeah but they don't you know they don't use they're not they're not like fucking you know the ultimate warriors or yeah anything. right yeah they're just people i mean that was through the, the wwe in the 80s was so insane that they made a cartoon out of it 
Like they could take the characters from the WWE and make a a, a Saturday morning cartoon, and it still made sense Did because they? yeah, remember the fucking um, Hulk Hogan's Rock and wrestling. wrestling, and it was like it, they all lived on fucking um, uh, what's his name farm with his mom. Who's the farmer that wore the the overalls? Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, they all lived on. Like, they lived on Hillbilly. Jim. Yeah, I think I think the, I think the uh, the logo or not the logo, but the cover of it was like is Hillbilly Jim riding a tractor, and then like all the wrestlers on the back of the tractor like coming really? out. Yeah, yeah. One thing I, I remember watching that. The only thing I remember about that is that the voice of Hulk Hogan was done by that big dumb guy from Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be true. That guy was like five when that happened, dude. It's 100% true. Are you serious? Hell yeah. The brother? Oh, I'm looking it up right the now. The only one that doesn't love Raymond? Yep. <laughs> he was the heel and everyone loves Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he certainly was. I Pissed off cop, weird ass wife. Um, Okay, I did not know that. Here's another fucking thing. Sergeant Slaughter was a wrestler. And then they made him the main bad guy in G.I. Joe. How Wait, the- he was a wrestler before G.I. Joe? Yeah. Hold the phone. Yeah, I know. I used to think it was complete opposite as well, but it's not. That's how crazy cartoon characters these people were at that certain point in life. And look, I you know what? If the WWE was to come back with that gimmick where people were just over-the-top maniacs cartoon characters, I'd start watching it again. But I don't want to sit there and watch Joe Smith fight fucking danny brown you know what i mean like fucking who gives a shit damn i typed hulk hogan and all i'm getting is this goddamn sex tape <laughs> hold on go back to the theme songs i will i just want to see what, who does the voice of hulk hogan in rock and wrestling why don't you do the theme songs and i'll look up rock and wrestling because i can do it quicker i got you. rock and wrestling it's too late and the voice behind Hogan is Brad Garrett. Is that, wow. Is that, that the guy's name? Yeah. <laughs> he told you. That might be like one of his first fucking... Um, his first job. Job ever. <laughs> You're going to be the... Here's the question. Why wasn't Hulk Hogan the voice of Hulk Hogan? Now I got to watch Rock... Now I got to watch uh, that cartoon because... He was too busy. When I was a kid, I'm pretty sure I thought that they all had the same voices. I used to have the VHS tape. But I don't know what happened to that. I used to have Pile Driver, the fucking wrestling album, but I, I think that's gone too. Well, anyway, dude, I only got one wrong. So if you if you have any hard ones, you might want to kick them out right now. All right, I got one that might be a little bit hard for you to stifle this fucking wrestling genius that I am. Let's give this a go. Let's give this a go. Here we go, Dev. The World Wrestling Federation. Ready? Ready. Here it comes. Entertainment. Yes. Oh. This is ravishing Rick Rude. Yes. yes. You have my face on your butt talk. Stop the music. <laughs> oh, I got one for you. Ravishing Rick Rude was ravishing. I'll give him that. In an 80s sort of way, with the mustache, the slender, muscular body, painting the faces of whatever his opponents were on his buttocks. World Wrestling Federation. Ready, check this one out. <laughs> Good, ready? Hmm. No idea. This sounds like uh, one of the presets on a Casio keyboard that you got when you were five. <laughs> yeah, it does. 
wow. I am. Oh, wait, that sounds familiar. It does? Is this Hillbilly Jim? Close. Oh. The Bushwhackers. Ah, the Bushwhackers. This, all right. This one's all right. Deaf. Too wrong. Too this, wrong. This, I kind of. This one's definitely going to stump you for show. <laughs> so you got two wrong. Yeah, but two out of like, I don't know, a thousand. <laughs> That's a good fucking uh, ratio, I believe. Ready for this one? Oh, we got this WWF crap again. And ready. Hit the, hit the music. <laughs> Why isn't it? <laughs> oh, who is this? The worst DJ ever. Wow, that is really bad. <laughs> Who would have a fucking scratching DJ? Man, I don't know. Is this Junkyard Dog? Nope. Fuck. All right, that's three. A, that's the final answer? Yeah. The Nasty Boys. Oh, yeah, okay. The Nasty Boys were kind of at the end of my tenure, though. All right, I'll give you something more in your... Uh... All right. How many more are you going to give me? Let's have a finite as amount. As many as you want. Let's do three more. Three more. All right. I've, I've got three wrong out of, let's say, what, 10? So I'm yeah, batting we'll 700 right now. I'm feeling mm-hmm. good about it. All right. So this will be one of the, the final three. Yes. All right. Ready? Here it goes. Nope. That's a commercial. Oh, we got this WWF shit again. <laughs> yeah. It's all going to come up. Fucking Vince. Needs his money. All right. Ready? Here it is. Okay. This is Nine Inch Nails Wish. <laughs> I like this one. Oh, wow. Fucking telling you in the lyrics. <laughs> yes. Doesn't matter. That works. Bird, bird, bird. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, oh my God, what is the name? Yeah. Coco Beware. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, you're never going to get this. Bird, 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 bird. <laughs> Coco beware, okay. Yeah, hey, man, if it's in the lyrics, fucking... I wasn't aware. Oh, man. Bird, 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 bird. Bird, bird, bird. Let's see what else we got. Uh, you know, I was about just about to say somebody different until you pointed <laughs> that out, too. Yeah. Oh, shit. Bird, bird, bird. Um, Man, there's so many goodies. Um, Oh, I got a good one for you. Come on, RTG. It's coming. It's coming. It's probably going to do that WWF shit again. It's okay. I got the shit down. Right, so you got that I one. spent a fucking cool 150 on this mixer, baby. Let's use it. Wait, it might be playing already. Here we go. I like this song. Oh, God. Who was it? I know this song. Who was this? change my whole life around and say he's my favorite wrestler of all time is this the genius fuck i think he used to roll with the genius though who is this this is actually this is actually bothering me because i know this song you got time this song rules put this way he would wear a unitard, but then when things got really heavy, he would take down the straps. 
Who, oh man, I'm drawing a complete blank. You got, you totally got me on this one. Yeah. Who is it? You want me to tell you? Yeah, I already got it wrong. I already said the genius. Now that's perfect. Oh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, fucking yeah. R.I.P. He's the reason that when I walk into parties, I spit out my gum and slap it to the side of the room. I still do that, bro. Do you really still do it? No. I do. That was a joke for a podcast, but maybe I'll start. See, this one you're going to get. All right, this is the last one, dude, so you better make it good. Really? I wanted to say, I wanted to play this one just for myself. Okay. Well, all right, so this is a side piece. Because this is what I listen to, like, just to get my day going, just to make, you know, just to get my day going good. Ready? Yeah. Don't know it. Wild, I've got the mood. Oh, yeah. Good, I do count this one. <laughs> Up and down this line. I'm just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. <laughs> <laughs> this is Shawn Michaels. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. I got it. Right, that one doesn't count. All right. All right. You want your final one? Final one, Regis. All right. Final one is going to be... Let's think here. It's got to be a good. Great. Now I'm going to have Sexy Boy stuck in my head for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's got to be a goodie. It's got to be a goodie. Our friend Dave texted me and, and, and uh, hit me to the fact that September is Suicide Awareness uh, Month. Oh, great. So Now I got to wait a month just to not, for the irony to go away. But for that reason, I was going to say I'm going to try to not make any reference about killing myself for the whole month, and we'll see how long that works. Because right there, I was about to make a a reference about killing myself, but it's not going to happen. So, ready for the final one? Okay, go ahead. Limousine riding, Learjet flying, pinky ring wearing. <laughs> Kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, son of a gun. <laughs> yes, let's end it with that, my friend, Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> Look at the facial we get. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is definitely the best fucking entrance music of all time. You want to just play this? Let's play this. Two thousand and one. Let's play this. Right, this is my fun. best part. <laughs> yeah, that is the when the fucking when it changes an octave. <laughs> you really feel like you win something. Okay. God lives with this. All right. And this is it. And then we're out. All right. First of all, we'll start the day off by telling you, woo, it is Rolex time, Tony Blanchard. So don't be bringing on one of those Mickey Mouse watches and trying to impress the world. They like jet airplanes. Woo, they like long limousines. They like fine clothes. They like lovely ladies. And in Studio 54 a week ago, woo, I tore them all down. <laughs> the best looking man. The best dressed man. Long limousines. Jet airplanes. Custom made clothes. 
and any woman in the world I want, just like that. <laughs> you know what? And I believe every fucking sentence of me word too. he's saying. All right. Fucking A, Ric Flair. Give me that. <sighs> Ric Flair, you are the man. See, like, what motivated Ric Flair to be Ric Flair? Now, I, I want to know. One day, was he just Some like, sort of weird Florida heat, man. Yeah. Florida's the weirdest place in the world. I'm going to be some jet-flying son of a gun, and people are going <laughs> to love it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, w- w- how did professional wrestling even start? I know we've talked about this before, but, but it, like, at what point did people are like, okay, here's the deal. We're going to wear fucking um, underwear, oil ourselves up, and then fake beat ourselves up for entertainment. How did that fucking come to fruition? But yet it did, and then people just took it and ran with it and became Ric Flair's and Hulk Hogan's and Ultimate Warrior's and Brutus, Brutus the Barber Beefcake's. And now 30, 40 years later, we're sitting here on a podcast reminiscing about their theme songs <laughs> because it had such an impact in our life. As kids on the coast, you know, we're like fucking New Jersey, New York kids, and we're sitting there sweating this fucking these hillbillies who are beating the shit out of each other. It's pretty interesting. All right. Well, good good quiz. Thank you. I think I dominated it. You think so? How many did I get wrong? Three? Yeah, three. Three out of what? I'm going to say 25. I don't, I don't know how many you actually gave me, but the ratio is there. It's definitely better than I ever did in high school. They should have quizzed me on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to say uh, something at the end of this show. I, and now I know that you just listened to fucking 30 minutes of wrestling themes and us not really doing anything. So to, to try to be profound at the end of this uh, doesn't make much sense, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I had a, uh, I, I, I got news uh, recently, yesterday, of, of, a, of something that happened to, to people that, I, that, uh, that once were a very big part of my life. And, um, and it, was, it was a shocking, it was shocking news. And, and, uh, and it's not my place to go any sort of detail into it. But it, but uh, for the past twenty four hour, hours, I've really been been thinking about stuff, and um, and and I just wanted to say, since I have the outlet to say it on this podcast, uh, is is just fucking love everybody. This this here's this is what I've as I get older and I'm going through life and I'm dealing with all the situations and I don't know anything. I don't know what's up and I don't know what's down. And I don't know what the fuck's going on. But at least I know one thing is that. You should not spend one ounce of your fucking time being angry at somebody or upset with somebody or vindictive towards somebody or anything like that. Uh, there's there's things that could happen in life that just make you feel just just that that all that shit goes away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you I listening? Know what you're saying. Like like who you know? So what? Somebody did you wrong? Somebody hurt your feelings? Somebody stole from you. Somebody did all whatever the things that, that you go through life being angry and holding grudges to people about. Uh, it, it's it's all it's all useless. Just let it go. Just fucking no matter what somebody has done to you, just love them and and uh, and and because, you don't have to love them. But if someone does you wrong and you get pissed, you're not you're not getting pissed at them, right? You're well, getting pissed at yourself because they're letting you. Yep, right, exactly. But but even be, beyond that, if you if you just if you just go if you just practice forgiveness and move on, because like in this situation, this shit that I found out yesterday, there are some people involved that that I that I was holding uh, grudges against still. You know, being my petty ego driven self, 
and uh, and and something really bad happened, and it was a scary situation. And as soon as it as soon as it happened, as soon as I found out about it, all that shit dissolved and went away. And all I and all I do now, and all, all I do now is care about every single person that was involved in that situation. And it just shows me that any sort of like ill, like not ill will, because I didn't have any ill will, but any sort of like harboring of of uh, of uh, like you know any sort of bad feelings towards these people or this or 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 a person or something like that it just doesn't matter it it just that's just my own stupid insecure bullshit that i was dealing with because i felt like i was i was wronged or i was you know and everything like that and and when it comes down to it you know it, it, this specific thing these people were a big part of my life for a long time and i love them and i appreciate that and uh and that's all i wanted to say i just been thinking about that a lot lately uh, there's a lot of times in your life where where you feel like you should be upset and angry because something happened to you something challenged you like somebody did something to you but if you just if you really look at it in the long run and and picture the the actual bad things that it could actually happen in life you're going to you, you see that all that shit's just petty and stupid and you need to let go of it that's all i wanted to say but i just been, i've been thinking about that all day and basically what i'm saying is just be excellent to, to each, each other, other. Party on! (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Awkward Hi-Fi Podcast. I hope you like wrestling. Someone's making toast. Or you're having a stroke. (laughs) We'll find out in five minutes. Go on iTunes, leave a review. How's that arm feeling? Is it narm, narm, narm? It's getting a little fuzzy. (laughs) Go on iTunes, leave a review, and uh, once we have 100, we're throwing a party. And seriously, love everybody. See you in a few short days. for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.